0: Planet Pipe is sponsored by the National Piping Center in Glasgow, existing to promote the study of the music and history of the Highland Bagpipe. Visit their online shop at
1: www.thepipingcentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lorimer Tickle. welcome to Planet Pipe and this is our first show for May 2016. Our guests this week are Ali Hutton and Ross Ainsley and they had a lot to say so let's get straight to it. Let's start off by hearing a track from their big band, The Treacherous Orchestra. This is from their new album called Grind. Ainsley and Ali Hutton as part of the band The Treacherous Orchestra. I'm going to be joined by them in just a minute but first of all uh, I'll tell you a little bit about them. They both met in the Vale of Athol Pipe Band when they were 12 years old. They were guided by one of the most influential pipers in the last 30 years and that was Gordon Duncan. Gordon instilled a great passion in the guys for playing pipes with other instruments and since then they have grown to play in many leading Scottish bands such as who we just heard, The Treacherous Orchestra as well as Blind Dogs, Salto Keltica, Doogie McLean and Shingle after all these years playing in different setups, they have decided to work on a Joe album, which will be launched at this year's Piping Live. So I met up with them earlier on today and began by asking them when it was it all started.
0: Well, we met when we were 12 uh, in the Vale of Athol Pipe Band. Um, we were fortunate enough uh, to be in a pipe band band. Uh, that Gordon was in Gordon Duncan was involved in. He was the pipe major of the novice juvenile. Then the juvenile band. Everyone was into this idea of playing music that wasn't necessarily strict pipe band music. I think even before I met Gordon, you, the, you were aware that that it wasn't just a normal pipe band. That there was uh, things happening musically that. That you m- might not have heard previously or, or wherever, you know, just hearing pipe bands mm. around or on recordings or whatever. I think, like at the time, the juvenile band above us was with Stevie Saint, and that they, like at that time, they were winning all the competitions in the juvenile grade and they were playing like really cool tunes and really cool arrangements that. I don't think I'd ever heard before. So I think even initially when you joined the band, you were aware that that there was something a bit different about that whole the pipe band as a whole.
2: You know, it was an exciting time for the the Vale <coughs> when we first joined. <coughs> yeah, everyone seemed to be there. There was a, a buzz about the band, mm-hmm. even from like, from people in it and from people outside it. And there was a it was quite a, a social band.
3: Mm-hmm
2: all through from the from the novice juvenile juvenile and grade ones it was kind of as a feeder system, yeah. but it seemed to be everyone was involved yeah um it was just i was it was a really good buzz you actually looked forward to going to
0: to practice, yeah yeah it, it was, was like just, the was a very rare occasion yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah no it was great fun we everyone was really good pals mm-hmm. and you were like that was your your social life as well was hanging out with these people, but yeah. also being inspired by everyone that was above you in all the bands like I always like remember Highland Nights like marching up the road and all the older boys in the juvenile band would just like strike up and play all these mental tunes I'd never heard before and it was like you all of a sudden you were aspiring to be to get to that stage, the next level and all that and I think all, all that was happening again before even being aware of Gordon and I think that was because of his influence on them and his influence on yeah. the music in The Veil.
1: Vale. So it's kind of a good balance between musicality, competitiveness and the social yeah. aspect.
0: Well the emergence of it being uh, like embracing the idea of being a concert band, mm-hmm. not just a, a competitive pipe band was and at the time like the Live and Well concert, even the and the, the Juveniles released uh, an album called Spinning a Yarn which did have its fair share of uh, tourist music but also had really cool music on it as well and, and, and like sort of folky arrangements small pipes and guitars and that so yeah at that time when we joined it was all kind of happening within that band and yeah, I think at first you weren't really aware of why and who was, like, Gordon and Ian being behind it all because you rarely saw them because we practised in Pitlochry and, and uh, the grade ones practised in Perth. So, but then eventually it became clear when we met Gordon um, who was behind it all. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So just a, a yeah. little bit, I mean, I want to speak about your partnership, but just... While we're on the subject, tell us a little bit about um, the partnership between Ian and Gordon when it came to the band.
2: Uh, well, um, Gordon was was the musical director, and Ian, I suppose, was overseeing everything. The thing is with Ian, it's like he he, he commands so much respect, and um, everyone. You don't like. I remember going to the we were talking about before, like going to the the grade one rehearsal. Really. You know, quite nervous, terrified, terrified that because because you like, and it but the with pipe bands you need that this authority because if you don't have that authority then it's just going to be a shambles. Yeah,
0: well, Ian and had the discipline of, of the make, discipline. That's the a word, Band yeah. playing play well and making the band sound good and Gordon provided the tunes and the music. I mean, Ian did as well. Yeah, yeah, because totally. they all both travelled to all these places where they heard all that like. Galicia or Brittany and all these places where they heard and socialized with other musicians from different countries. So they both had it, but Gordon was probably more pushed the boundaries as far as what could be played or the kinds of tunes that they were playing. So he, the, yeah, I mean, as a, a, a kind of perfect partnership between I the totally. two mm-hmm. of discipline and great music and great, you know, uh, Ian is an amazing, amazing piper. And an amazing pipe major has an ab- amazing ability to make a band sound great.
2: Yeah, Ian's got some ear. Right? I've <coughs> yeah. seen him tuning two drones at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I've heard he doesn't use a tuner at all. Never. Is that true? No. Yeah. You know that was no, uh, that was just, that wouldn't even be a thought. I don't think. Yeah. That wouldn't it came came close.
0: But <laughs> that's no, it wasn't that's needed. Not human. No, but you <laughs> you would never needed, you'd but you'd never be scared of uh, <laughs> uh, not knowing a tune in front of Gordon. No, I think but, that's but the thing. Is um, you didn't know a tune in front of Ian. Ah, yeah. I think the Gordon's I still. Ha- I actually still have nightmares of turning up to grade <laughs> one rehearsal and not knowing like the six eights or the things that you would tune up with. It was always the six eights. Aye, aye. Well, yeah. You'd be like the medley. <laughs> like you, I remember some rehearsals bluffing, practices bluffing through it and. Uh-huh obviously at that time it's like you know you go through phases of like oh I don't really want to learn these specific tunes so I won't Mm -hmm. and then you go to rehearsal and then but I still have nightmares about the aftershock of not knowing these tunes (laughs) and just like being terrified of yeah standing in mass bands and like blowing and not making your chanter sound Uh, (laughs) waggling your fingers (laughs) it's a great skill (laughs) Ross has done it uh, <laughs> once I remember spectacularly. Yeah, that was a... in the Perth District oh. Pipe Band, <laughs> yeah. and ruined the entire <laughs> medley I think it was, <laughs> and uh, and almost got killed by the leading drummer. Course, right? After that. it was a magical moment.
1: So fast forward a little bit um, after those pipe band days, um, two around about two thousand, um, heading to Glasgow. You, you both moved to Glasgow, I think, at about the same time. Um, uh to 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 study music and to join the the kind of Glasgow scene uh what changes did you find in in yourselves when you you started doing that did you find Glasgow being different to Perth did you find meeting other people um what what sort of feelings did you have doing that
2: I think I had it before because it 's um because' in Perth I was the only piper at, at the Perth high school uh-huh. Ali was the only piper at Perth Grammar school so but basically it was it was just the two of us, for years and years and years, we were only people that, that were playing tunes. So I, I mean, the first time I, I noticed the, the change was we were up with uh, with Joe. We went up to see him, and he was working in Alt Guish Inn near Ullapool on the road to Ullapool. And um, anyway, so we were there, and uh, he, he drove us up in his, um, with no license, I remember, <laughs> to Ullapool for a session. And that's when we first met people like Myred Green, Rachel Newton... Freya Thompson, all these people, and I was actually oh, there's like good looking girls that play folk music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Other good looking girls like me and Ross,
2: <laughs> but no, yeah, so because it was like, it was this. I, well, I just, maybe I just thought that was like, well, this is a the and a self finale, that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I remember um, the person that Ross is speaking about Joe, Bo, um. Taking me to a fish when I was younger and I had absolutely, I don't think I'd ever heard of that in my life. Yeah. I had no idea what it was and that's the first time I met Adam and and uh, other, Kathleen Graham, um, loads of these Highland monsters um, and being surrounded by people that actually were playing this music for for fun Yeah, yeah. and playing with other instruments and stuff so like, I don't, I think because of where we're from, we're fairly sheltered upbringing as far as the what the bigger community and the wider the bigger picture of traditional music. So when we came to Glasgow, I think it was still a shock though, even though you knew it was there. That just the scale of it yeah. and how many people were into a similar thing. But I think it took I even still. I think initially I I came in I was still quite a bit of the country boy kind of mentality of not a bit shy and mm-hmm. even though i wasn't shy then but when you you come into this bigger world it's it's a it's a scary place and it takes took a while to once you start getting to know people and what they're into and all that mm. and then it then it was like then you sort of the door was unlocked and yeah
2: <laughs> and i the connections as well that was a big thing yeah like, coming down to that because i remember when we had this band called clueless uh-huh. With Gordon, it was Gordon's band and Ivan Reaver and four pipers, and then um, when we, get, we came down and then we played at the club and then Croft Number no. Five were on after. It's the first time I ever heard them, mm-hmm. and they were so they were probably the same age as us, and they were abs- absolutely rocking. I remember seeing them; it's like blown away. Mm-hmm. And then and then we then we got uh, pally with them that weekend. That was the first time we like I'd met Adam, and John, and. Mm. And Of course, these, these are all
1: guys that you just play with regularly. Yeah, they yeah.
2: But that, that was yeah. Was, we kind of we all met at Celtic Connections. We ended up staying at that flat just down from here. Oh yeah,
1: just across from the bend. Yep. Yeah. No, I, above the bend. Yeah. Above the bend.
2: I And um, flat just well. um, I remember actually sitting and we were all just smoking up in the room, and uh, I remember like, uh, just asking like, "You got an ashtray?" And he was just <laughs> use the floor. <laughs> 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 I remember it was John I somewhere. Think, just I, use yeah, the floor. I
0: don't think we. I think yeah. <laughs> there was a bohemian existence (laughs) that we I don't even think experienced for years after that either they were in the thick of like having no money playing playing music and uh, just being travelling clowns
1: (laughs) so fast forward to 10 years maybe after that when you're still pretty much a bunch of traffic, <laughs> with, with the uh, the orchestra. I mean, that's a <laughs> for, for for the listeners. Ali's just put a bag cover in his head, <laughs> a bright red bag cover. Um, there's ten years there that I mean, we could we could spend loads of shows speaking about the different bands you played with. You know, Dougie Maclean, uh Back in the Moon, Brolam, um, Salsa Celtica. Uh, actually, if anyone wants to listen to Ross's own. Uh, program, It's still in the archive from a couple of years ago. Ali's still got to get his own solo one, but it, it will come. <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, let's speak about the treacherous Orchestra. Um, I, of course, it's we've played it on Planet Pipe a lot. There's It's known for being a massive band. Mm. Um, it's known for being an extremely slick band by anyone's standards, never mind the fact that there's, what, 13 people in it? 11 yeah, now there. actually. Oh, 11. It's, um, down. People yeah. are dying off <laughs>
0: because of the lifestyle. <laughs> so
1: um, yep. coming to that band as as pipers and whistle players, um, let's first of all speak about uh, actually putting sets together for them. So I mean that's you spoke about Ian and, and Gordon for their pipe band um, mm. sort of way of working. How does a band like the Treacherous Orchestra work when you're putting tunes together?
2: Uh, well, there's. I suppose there's like there's there's writers of the melodies, and they'll... Which well, used to are a lot of... of yeah, so you'll send that. your... You'll, they'll start, there'll be a dropbox, and you fill the dropbox with all, your, all, all the ideas you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a process of kind of elimination, I suppose, that you're all going to go through. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then once the kind of tunes are picked, then... It's a long, long road <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of of slogging away, and I, I, it's yeah. I think because it's always we've went down this road, of it being a democracy kind of thing. There's no actually any fast way of creating music with that band. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing that can be instant. Like mm-hmm. um, like for myself, I actually prefer just being able to to, do, to get things together very quickly, and like I like first ideas and all that kind of stuff. But cause that's cause I'm not a chord player, mm-hmm. so I I don't see the other poss- the possibilities that can happen as as as, as good as the chord players. Yeah,
0: the end product ends up being something that usually everyone's happy with. But I think there's so many diff. You know, we come to a common idea, but there are different ideas, different heads in the yeah. band. And different experiences, different musical experiences. That there are different ways of making music, and people's how people are used to constructing things or whatever. There's producers in the band. There's engineers in the band. So everyone has different methods of doing things. But I think, yeah, as as you say, I think sometimes it's it's like instant music is amazing. I think it depends on on you know if you're a band that go out playing a lot as a band or like if you're a duo or if you're whatever i think they're just varying degrees of how these things can work a band like ours it's like some people are are okay with like just like that that's it that's it and then maybe some people will have a bigger idea of what the bigger picture is or so it, it is a long process but i think eventually It it comes to a point where it is. I mean, we've 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 we had a big set on the last album that has like, like three three big tunes in it, but it had like four or five different tunes, and then three or four different versions of it, and then those tunes got ditched in the event, you know, and we remember finding a a jig that Spad wrote and like in the voice memos and listening, going that works really well and. I think you can also like throw things away without really realizing that that might be the thing as well. Mm. So it's, I don't know perspective. Like you can look back on things and go, you know, it's just a time and a place depends on people's hangovers, attitudes. Dep- you know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's like any music. So like you can go to a session if you're not in the mood, it's not going to be good music. Yeah. It's the same in a rehearsal, same as a, at a gig or anything people's uh, headspace or whatever depends on what happens that day. So it's not always a firm reflection on what the music should be in the end. It's but a happy day when it's all done though. Yeah. Because yeah. you know you've got a, a, a
2: year of not having to do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> speaking, um, we're speaking to you as... Um, as pipers just now but um a lot of pipe band people might recognize you as accompanists from a lot of different concerts so for example the uh, simon fraser university pre-worlds concert you did that didn't you did you do another pipe band concert inverary so we'll play a track from that in a minute but tell us a bit about how you change your mindset when you go from being uh, melody players pipers whistle players (laughs) to being behind something like a pipe band uh, well, actually, I'm I'm
2: a I'm a bluffer, so <laughs> <laughs> I just do what I'm told.
1: No,
0: I remember a guy called Keith Eastdale uh, saying to me once that he he plays every instrument according to how he thinks about the pipes, and that is definitely how I learnt every instrument that I play. As in, like the small scale of the pipes, and like on the guitar, open tuning. The scale goes up, that many notes, and goes down, and then I don't know. It was like every everything related to the pipe scale. When I was learning like piano or that, it was very restricted for years, because that's all I really knew. But then I think the more, you know, the more you listen to other th- like, like just listening to CDs and other mu- other music helped develop these things. But I I think like. I don't know. It's a, it's not a different mindset. I think you're you're always considering the possibilities of the other instruments as well, as well as just playing a guitar or just, you know. What I mean, I don't think it's like just oh, I just I'm just going to play the guitar here. I'm always thinking about the other things happening around you. I think as accompanying pipes is a di- is quite a different thing because of the the scale and the tuning and the. And the how you know the yeah the scale for for a start the the um in the modal thing, the sort of flat and seven thing is a specific thing, so your choice of and drones, drones harmonics, all that stuff is it's actually more complex, it's like you can't be complicated, I think, when you accompany pipes because some things just don't work. Because it's of great me. when
2: you get an instrument that's uh, like, when I started playing bouzouki, when you could actually play an um, A major tune,
1: very <laughs> satisfied, <laughs> you actually use a G sharp. You don't have a that's that's finger. T- <laughs> <laughs> Cool, well we'll hear a track now, this is um, Fletcher's from the Inverian District Pipe Band. The and District Pipe Band there, accompanied by my guests this week, Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton. Um, we're going to be speaking about your new album in uh, a little bit, but first of all, um, you guys grew up together. Um, you spent the last 10 to 15 years working in trad music. Um, can you think a wee bit about how things have have been different in the last 10 years um, you listen to the bands I know Ali, you, you both work with them But Ali, you've produced a couple of great albums that have came out um, For example, we, we play Rura's album quite a lot um, When you're listening to them And comparing that to the stuff that, that yous were doing 10, 15 years ago What sort of things do you hear that's different? What things do you like and what things do you maybe not like?
0: Everyone now is just merely a repackaged <laughs> Tannehill Weaver's <laughs> That is all that has to be said. <laughs> Rura are a young Tannehill weavers. <laughs> Wannabes. <laughs> no, I, I think well like it's it's a weird thing. There's where, where like Ross was saying, like where we are from in Perth, there was no scene. So we learned instruments so that we could have a tune with each other. Mm-hmm. And we learned about that these other bands existed, like Wolfstone or Battlefield Band or Titanes or whoever, Old Blind Dogs or whatever, um, because of like of, because of Gordon and his him playing with them and his CD collection and and Irish, learning about Irish music and that. So, we have a, a, a probably not unique but slightly individual uh, um, perspective that that the, the what we you know we we made a wee band when we were we that played like songs pop songs mm-hmm. and, and tunes like Breakfast at Tiffany's with Top Tier yeah or,
1: and I've managed to find a clip of that that I'm going to play right no, now no you have not <laughs> Subtle measures. we need to find that <laughs> no
0: that bad there is a tape somewhere oh but we like telling. yeah that's why we Ross bought a bazooka, I bought a guitar in order to be able to have a tune with each other so yeah. from like we only knew about these grown ups playing music not so much people of our age uh-huh. and then when we well, there, there,
2: well there wasn't really anyone around that's, that's the another point yeah, as well was even up at the Highlands it, it wasn't as fast as it is now uh-huh. There's like it's it's crazy the amount of people that are playing now
0: yeah that I, th- th- I think in the Highlands and mm-hmm. Islands oh, they had the facies and they had the you know when when music's part mm-hmm. of your life and your culture it wasn't part of our culture in Perth yeah mm-hmm. you know like like you know all the Gaelic speaking regions and all the places where there's language and, and music and culture, that that is like, you're born into it and it's there, it's part of your life, so we we didn't have that, like no one in my family listened to traditional music or music at all, I don't think, Ross's played my mum played the fiddle my mum plays the fiddle orchestra, Scottish fiddle right. orchestra yeah. but again that's a, another other uh, branch of the whole thing that's yeah. a completely different perspective and not you know not what we're involved in today so i think now it, it's exploded there's like i mean it's cool to play folk music yeah. um and the amount of people that are coming up and i think it's that it's that thing you know a generation learns from a generation mm-hmm. and then you're influenced by these things and you know you know i think if you're wise enough you you, you want to be you want to learn all the time so you're always open to the people that are older than you sort of influencing how how you perceive music and how you, how you play music and how you know the kinds of tunes and and a kinds of a company. and i mean that's the thing is you know like the, the the kind of crossover the the way uh, arrangements have developed Is a massive thing that's changed a lot over the years. Yeah, people are a bit more
2: experimental. I would say. Yeah, Yeah. because I suppose if something's been done before, you're not just going to copy it. You do you copy things when you're younger, Mm -hmm. but then you get to a point (coughs) where you're maybe in your twenties. I think then that's when you start trying to work out what what you're what you're doing yourself, Mm -hmm. what 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 avenue or what direction you want to go down, and then I suppose as the years go on, like folk music in twenty years will be be insane. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, yeah, to you it you it's hard to imagine where it yeah. go. You can't imagine where it go.
1: So yeah, in the in the future, like you say, what sort of things would you like to see people doing in the future? I'd I'd
2: like to see it not go too far away from the. I'd like to well no I'd i like to see some, like people experimenting, but it'd be good if the kind of still the rock and you know that the simple rock and tunes kind of thing, <laughs> like bands like Dive and all that kind of stuff. That's I I hope that still remains. Yeah. yeah, but I then also a bit of experimenting going on is, is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like
0: <clears throat> whatever you consider traditional music to be—that the label traditional, the like that you know the roots of what everyone does today. You yeah, know, that hopefully that yeah. remains. That yeah. like it doesn't become this. I d- well, I I mean the I mean this you know the fact that Neil Gow tunes and Scott Skinner tunes are still played Mm -hmm. and like music from a long time ago is still played is probably a sure sign that it won't disappear good music is good music whatever it's like you know people nowadays are you know rockabilly bands are are like rock bands play music from the 50s and, and 60s and that, so things that are good will always remain. It just becomes slightly different forms of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever become something that you don't recognise. I think there'll always be an element of, you know, that, you know, familiarity with tunes, I think, hopefully. I mean, definitely on the pipes, there's no notes to go that far, is there? Mm. So
1: Not yet. I would actually <laughs> like yet. to see... Um,
2: some somebody like a, maybe a seven or eight year old person learning the pipes but they learn the pipes as a fully chromatic scale uh-huh. like like if they if they start learning on the border pipes yeah that's their first instrument i'd like to see what would happen when they got when they were 20 yeah what would be what what the tunes would be like yeah, it's yeah, that would be completely cool. from you're not, you're you, not don't, you don't think about anything else you're not uh, that's bad if you do anything no else, that is yeah. your that's that's the way you play yeah, I your, think that would that would yeah. create some cool just stuff just
1: like you would on a on a
2: yeah, yeah. instrument yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I cool. suppose but these but pipes have to be developed in that way so that they actually work yeah. all the time that's an, that's the other problem is that like, would be the future if the amount of time that was spent on B flat pipes was spent on border pipes and in a fully chromatic scale
0: yeah but I even even on B flat creating. pipes even on any pipes it's like it's not right yeah. it's like you 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 battle with like making them fit it's like it, we play an a in the in treacherous and we tune our chanters equal temperament because of the other instruments okay uh-huh. but then as an effect on the on the chromatic notes they're sharper uh-huh. but the other you know your normal (laughs) notes are 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 more in tune Uh so there is no there is no refined system i think this is yeah the it's like yeah traditional music is is like this galaxy of lots of different different little worlds and pipe band world has its things and its musical style and its own scene and 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 like you know like the fiddle orchestra is its own thing but they like you know the pipe band thing, may, uh, piping world, not pipe band thing, piping world. Maybe has to catch up in a way that they, they shouldn't be Limited. limitations. Okay, mm-hmm. you know we can't grow extra fingers to and have more notes. <laughs> but like yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> in the future. But I think there needs to be a thing where you can go into a musical situation and not struggle
2: with your instrument. Yeah, or like, that's all. That's all we like, before gigs. That's all we do. Yeah. Get try and get in tune. I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's like, why can we not? Why can you not just pick it's up, like, like the fidd- pick up a fiddle and get in tune, and that's it. Or ah. a guitar, right? Or a guitar, yeah, or, or, or yeah. in. why can yeah. we, why can pipes not be the same? Yeah. yeah. Surely there's surely it doesn't have to be always a hassle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get in tune and get all your notes in tune, it should be a thing that it's an instrument. So like, I want to play, I want to play in G minor, and, and I can because there's. I I can't at the moment because mm-hmm. it's it's not allowing me to be to play in that. Yeah. Yeah. And also I, I'd be good to see pipe bands also uh, thinking that way as
1: well. Yeah, well I mean it's it's, it's it's such a it's not a new thing, pokemet Um they did an album ages ago, like decades ago. Oh. Um, yeah. there's a set of jigs that have got C naturals in them.
2: All right, yeah. Um, but people, but they're scared. Like it it's always yeah. seems to be about um, winning prizes, but uh-huh. like not about music. Then yeah, which is which it's, is it's more gonna of a make
1: it stale. Yeah, and
2: make it becomes it a sport, not a yeah.
1: Which is where the concerts are good, though, like especially yeah. the mm. the pre-wars. But concert. yeah,
0: it's almost like but well, that's like it shouldn't be that that's your little moment, the the little moment to try something a wee bit yeah. different. It's like yeah. it's a bizarre concept in in a world where you're supposed to be able to express in any way through, through music. Mm-hmm. People do like that. What's the piece? Four minutes, whatever is nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, Yeah, it's like, you, you know, it's supposed to be expressive in any manner. Mm-hmm. So the fact that
2: yeah, it's funny that pipes are not res- catching on uh, quicker than, than, you know, because there, there is another world out there if, if you start adding all these notes. It's
1: mm-hmm. funny how... Well, one note can give you so many different scales. Ah,
0: yeah. Um, it's funny why they're not... Like being a folky them. piper or a pipe band piper or a solo piper or is like... It's like there's three
1: different camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like,
0: why... why oh, I don't understand. Like, obviously, I think when, you, when you're when you grown up, like when you're younger, you... Like, it doesn't register. You just do what you yeah. whatever you do, mm. and like, it's healthy. Yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, if you you, I guess.
0: I think everyone should learn. Like, I, you know, I used to do solo piping a lot, uh-huh. and like you, sh- you should be able to, you know, play well. You should be able to do all the things, but it shouldn't be a case of like, you know, you're one or the other, or you, you know, everyone learns the same techniques. Everyone learns the same kind of thing. It's like. It, there's a weird thing of like playing a tune like a well like a, like a always in my head I remember like doing jig competitions I used to love doing jig competitions because that's when you could it was like alright I don't have to you know play a cool tune mm. and I used to go and play it the way Gordon showed me how to play a, a jig and then you then you would listen to other players and it would be this absolutely alien mm. sounding tune that to, like that i like you know jigs today like i don't think back in the you know like the you know with these collections of 19th century collections of whatever um that jigs were played like that or like when the dance music it was mm-hmm. music for dancing so like that would be a very rigid bunch of people to play to dance to a jig like they're played <laughs> <today>. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's it's that is alien that yeah. is that is foreign that like when and i think maybe just whatever is in you you like if that you know if you i don't know that, that that doesn't like i don't recognize what that is or playing a like a real these way the ways that they're set out to be played in a pipe band or obviously cause it's multiple people playing mm-hmm. you know, it has to be, you know, you understand it, but I don't think like, like, I don't know how, you know, the, the music's developed in piping in a certain way because of regiments, blah, 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 marching, blah, 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 multiple people, blah, right. blah, blah. But I don't know why it's become so confined and restricted mm-hmm. to being that. Like surely a bunch of these people can play jigs the way it, it doesn't have to be fast, but it doesn't have to be as you so hear. Clinical, yeah. yeah. Da 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 yeah. da it's like like that is like that's maybe the future. That is a robot playing <laughs> music to me. <laughs> Maybe we are in the future. Maybe we just haven't realised how far advanced that piping has become and we are the dummies.
1: You've got a new album coming out. It's called Symbiosis, is that right? Is that the yeah. right word? It's a long word, I guess. It wasn't used. that came up with the title. No, well, I, that's very, very complimentary of
0: um, I actually... I actually suggested it from a long list of long words that I keep in my <laughs> voice and my um, notes on my phone. It means uh, the merging of two biological species. Yep, so very apt. Aye, so not necessarily of exactly the same. There's been years of scientific debate as to uh, the exact definition of symbiosis, mm-hmm. whether it's, it is the combination of two of the same biological species or differing or whether that matters but it is the joining of two species
1: <laughs> fact you're listening to planet science with <laughs> <laughs> so, so it must have been quite an interesting thing to do with you playing together for so long to actually finally get together to to make a, a Joe album mm-hmm. uh, content wise what where did you get that stuff from
2: this is funny um <laughs> Well, what happened was <laughs> we got uh, we went to the studio and then we, and then what we decided on. what we were going to do.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's also a question that, that I actually struggle with myself, is how do you prioritise the material you're coming up with? Ah, well, that's it, yeah. You know, you come up with a good tune, do I keep that for myself to give that to Treacherous? Or, yeah. Or what do you do with it? How, do you think about that or do you not really care?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. But like, I think because mm. we're all involved in loads of other things... Um, I
0: th- <laughs> you know what kinds of tunes suit things, eh?
2: Yeah, I think, and also the way it went, I actually quite like because it's it's quite it's quite a chilled
3: mm-hmm.
2: kind of thing. other well, the tracks we've done already, yeah, are quite mm-hmm. chill. And we were speaking about it's kind of like maybe it'd be good to make an album like what Duncan Chisholm would do or something. we like ah, yeah. we used to listen to Redpoint all the time. Yeah, so uh, more, was like,
0: more simple, more honest, kind of.
2: Yeah, just like just a nice just a nice album. Yeah not because like we do like the, the kind of mental stuff for treacherous. Mm. Um, well, that was
0: that. I think that was the thing was that when like you could go in and we could go like pick these tunes and just ram away. Like I could accompany Ross, and he could accompany me. Mm-hmm. But like there had to be an element of that. It. it was like actually slightly arranged, but also was just nice.
2: And the, and um, all these tunes that we we u- end up using, they are actually all kind of. We've, we're not in any other situation that we can do that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, like, you know, Old Blind Dogs, Alley, they're, they're quite a fast band. Mm-hmm. Treacherous, the same kind of thing with Jarlath. same kind of thing. moan, moan stuff, it's that kind of up, up mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we're not actually in a situation that we can use some of these tunes that we've used. So it's kind of, I think we're just maybe getting rid of some of the ba- the, uh, <laughs> the,
3: the bad stuff <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we're clearing <laughs> our, uh, our trash <laughs>
2: on the computer just delete <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: and it comes out on an album that's released well, at five <laughs> but it's good to be able to like no like, but I'm
2: not saying they're bad <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not the best ones <laughs> no it's good to be able to like I think it's right like record like, like you like we've got a three-four march on it, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's quite a simple tune, or like you know, like wee jigs or wee just like th- simple things, mm-hmm. because I think it's like nice. It's like all the albums that I love listen to that actually the ones that, that actually re- remain in your head are are the, are the simple ones. I think mm-hmm. the ones yeah, they're that are all just simple nice. melodies. Yeah. We're not
2: selling this very well, but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we're not. It's like. Well, I, 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 but we were saying it's all kind of tunes written for people like most of the tunes that I've picked are are tunes that have like commi- been commissioned to write yeah. by people mm-hmm. so when you're commissioned to write a tune for somebody's wedding you're not going to write a <laughs> A raging, an Arab, a raging, you know, Arabian like, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, <laughs> pipe tune. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it's just the way it's gone. Love on the lock, which, <laughs> <laughs> <inaudible> which well, I know, it's like,
2: what you, what think is actually quite nice because it's in yeah. it, and it's because t- it's allies that have got the same. Uh-huh. So it's so they're all like tunes, very thoughtful tunes for people.
0: Yeah. They are, aye, all yeah. all gifts or. Not some paid gifts suppose that's not a gift then <laughs> So <laughs> far no, But
1: you've still got a lot lot to, to get done with it. It's good life. karma I mean, It's we, a good we, karma album cause We've <laughs> written tunes of for
2: Tunes for weddings Tunes for people's birthdays Tunes for Christmas time uh-huh. Tunes for newborns
1: <laughs> <laughs> Newborn lambs Tunes for Christmas time, Christmas time yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, What Slave tune a... is that?
0: Hmm? What's the Christmas tune? Love it, the look. All. Alright, I see. Oh, oh. I didn't know well, that. the set
1: we're going to play out with is called the Smiler. Um, whose tunes are in this set? Um, well, mine's in Martin Bennett's. And they are?
0: Um, the first one is Fraser. Okay. I found this on the web well Jesus! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Siri wants to chat <laughs> 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 what tunes are in the Smiler set? Let me check on that. <laughs> Here's what i found on the web for what, what tune is annoying, Smiley said. set thinks it's annoying. Um, the first tune is a gift for Fraser and Rachel Stone's wedding. Yeah, that's uh, Fraser, who is your drummer. In, yeah, in the he's the drummer. Uh, and the second tune is Ood the Dudek. I thought it was a man, but it's an instrument. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I don't know.
1: It's I TV thought it was a man. I think Dudek's an instrument, but it might be a, an instrument named. Ood. So... And the last one was in the postcard <laughs> Is a tune called Smiler
0: That I wrote for a birthday present for someone cool. A long time ago
1: Well listen thanks so much for coming in And taking the time to have a chat Tell us when that album's going to be released It's going to be
2: released The 8th of August The first day of Piping Live Oh early this We've, oh, we've got yeah. a launch And we've got an, an extra gig just added in recently you should do in a street cafe. Bring the Tarzan Rocket and you could do it live. Tarzan
1: Rocket's always gonna be there. Well thanks again for, for coming in and um here is Smiler. That takes us to the end of this week's Planet Pipe. I'm Lauren McDougall. Follow me on Twitter, at Lauren d. Check out more Planet Pipes on our website, planetpipe.com, and join me again in about two weeks' time for the second Planet Pipe for May 2016.